Science education, fitness too. Molecular moms got it all for you. Hi everyone, this is Amanda Natalizio for our next episode of Molecular Mom. Today I have with me Kristen Carer. She is the founder of Data Moves Me. And I thought it was really great when I reached out to her to see if uh, she would be willing to do a little interview for Molecular Mom. because she is a data scientist, and most of the the women that I've interviewed so far have been more on the on the biological or clinical diagnostics side, and being a data scientist and being more into the mathematics side, which is not my 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 specialty at all. Um, and I've shared with people before I don't even know my multiplication tables, so that, that's where I'm at on math. <laughs> um, so Kristen is was a LinkedIn top voices of 2018. So so that's pretty cool. She's had some some big publicity for that uh, on that social media and professional platform. So Kristen, I, I'll let you sort of take it from here. Just give us a, an idea about um, how you got into data science, a little bit about your education, and and what motivated you to strike out on your own and open uh, Data Moves Me or your LLC that you're the founder of? Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so that's pretty broad, but we can, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I went to university for mathematics. Um, and honestly, it was at the suggestion of my mother. She assumed, my parents assumed that uh, people, that universities probably don't get too many applicants for mathematics majors. And um, I was actually but not the best high school student. I, you know, would skip class and I got in got in some trouble and my mom was like, well, let's apply for math. And I, and I bet your odds will be better. So I went to university and absolutely fell in love with math. Like it is just a beautiful language and, um, you know, nothing like, I think that there should be a bathroom book for three line proofs because there just should. Um, that's weird. We can probably edit that out um, or not. And so I finished I finished my bachelor's degree in mathematics in three years um, because I had absolutely fallen in love and, you know, just took courses year round. Um, and then after that, I honestly, I, I got a little lost and um, got in some trouble. And... Um, you know, I, I finally, I came out of that and I started working for Caldwell Banker Residential Brokerage, doing sort of financy things, taking care of escrow, um, you know, paying commissions and stuff like that. And then the housing bubble burst in 2008. And, um, and it was very clear that I was probably going to lose my job. And at the same time, I had been taking courses um, for my master's degree in statistics part-time and Caldwell Banker said that they weren't going to give me tuition reimbursement anymore. And my professor said, Hey, would you like a, you know, a full ride and a stipend to be a TA? And I was like, yes, I would. And I packed up (laughs) with stuff and I moved to Worcester. Um, Worcester, got my Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. So I got my, my master's in statistics from WPI. Um, 
And at that point, it was that, you know, I was in this job where at Caldwell Banker where I wasn't making a ton of money. And I knew that statistics would be lucrative. Like I could see um, statistics positions posts, you know, statistician positions posted. And um, and I just wasn't sure how to move my career forward without doing something because I had taken a couple years off um, doing who knows what, you know, and then found myself in this job where I was making like 40 grand a year and was like, oh, this can't be it, you know? So I got my master's degree in stats and I, you know, uh, was recruited to work for a, a utility in um, Massachusetts. And if this is too much information, no, just let no. me know, I'll speed it up. No. But, um, I immediately got to work on really interesting problems. So I was building neural net models to determine, um, you know, to forecast what the, uh, peak load was expected to be. So it was, you know, I built like 72 models because it was an hourly model. So there was a model I built for each hour and it was three different geographic locations and there were all these inputs, um, you know, the, the temperature dew point stuff. And so, and, and I was doing a lot of time series analysis as well, like regular, regular time series models to forecast, um, you know, sales, number of customers, gas, electricity. Um, but you know, the neural nets was sort of, um, it was like a really cool thing to be able to put on my resume. And I, and I'm still able to like talk about that project today. And people are like, Ooh, cause neural nets are like a really sexy algorithm at the moment, even though, you know, uh, they can be outperformed by other algorithms. Um, unless you're doing some like, <clears throat> you know, it, it depends on the use case or whatever, but like neural nets are not always like the go-to. Um, And so there I realized I was pigeonholed into sort of this like forecasting, like I was working on really interesting stuff, but my scope was small. I found that um, analytics was like a hot topic. And so it was more general. It wasn't going to be as um, statistically rigorous as what I was currently doing. But I but again, they were making more money. So I moved into the healthcare field um, working for a company that was called Silverlink. It's now called, it's now WellTalk, um, or a WellTalk company and was doing again, really interesting problems or at least stuff that I find interesting. So it was like, you know, motivating people to get their colorectal cancer screenings Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, looking at we could if we could motivate people to be adherent on their their medications and doing work some work with diabetes and then um, other projects were like, can we you know if if people left this insurance company, could we win them back? Um, and so I had built like a logistic regression model around that, and again, that's a project that I'm still able to talk to today because it's like a a really um, just, I don't know, people are just like interested in data. And if you've done real world projects and, and right. you can speak to them, um, people want to hear about it. And so 
you know, I then moved to uh, Vistaprint and got into the e-commerce space. And that's sort of where the rest of my career in industry was spent, um, not at Vistaprint, but in the e-commerce space. And, you know, Vistaprint had paid maternity leave. That's where I had both of my kids. And then I was laid off um, right after I had, um, after my second child, you know, a week and a half after I got back from maternity leave, I was laid off. There was like 180 people laid off. So I wasn't like targeted or anything, but I got caught up in that and got an amazing job at Constant Contact. And and, um, that's an email marketing platform. And because I had access to, you know, I I now had free email marketing and somebody had reached out to me and they were like, you should start a blog. And I was like, I I actually saw them being, um, you know, active on LinkedIn. And I was like, Hey, what are you like the LinkedIn social person now? And they were like, you should write a blog article. And so I just, I did. Um, and I found it, you know, just so incredibly fun to share my thoughts and and the work that I've done with the community and then I just started building an email list um because I still you know I no longer work for uh constant contact but I still have email marketing at you know that I can use and um so now so yeah so I started data moves me I have a resume course um to help data scientists effectively market themselves for data science positions because I, I, you know, I had seen a lot of resumes and I've done some hiring and some, some interviewing and um, there's like a lot of, you know, it's just not, um, there's, there's a lot of people who can use help in that area. Um, And then, yeah, like like resume building, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So building up your resume. Um, And so, yeah, the last year has been a little crazy. I've done a lot of speaking and, um, and yeah, just like really enjoying, enjoying the ride. And then just like three months ago, um, I left Constant Contact and I'm able to work full time from home uh, and I'm uh, going to be teaching a course for the UC Berkeley Extension School, Intro to Data Science. So that's going to be super new and fun and yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting to hear, you know, your progression and like when in art in my field, it's it's kind of you make these baby steps into into different fields. But for you, it, it being a in in mathematics and data analysis, going from healthcare to e-commerce, so like how you can apply your knowledge set across all these different markets is really cool. Um, that's not something that like when you get a PhD in genetics, you're pretty much going to do genetics the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> you're do, but you're not you're not really going to completely hot field. I'm not going to go you know into banking or something. Uh, I know that's interesting. I had never thought about it that way. And I mean, part of it too was like my job at Silverlink that I got, I had, I literally like got an offer on site. You know, I was unhappy with, um, you know, so like I said, the scope of the work that I was doing 
was was narrow but more importantly um it was like part union like the like the people who actually work the electric lines were union and so the company was having difficulty um coming to a contract with the union and then so all of a sudden it was like in addition to my 40 hours a week I was going to have to start like in addition to that I was going to have to start learning how to do some of the union jobs in case they couldn't come oh, to an oh, agreement oh, and I was like oh no 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 <laughs> Yeah, but at the time, like analytics, um, like analytics has changed and data science has changed a ton over the last nine years. And, you know, at the time, like it was just, you know, you could you could walk in somewhere and have a good interview and and, you know, they're like, so do you have any other questions? And I'm like, I don't know, make me an offer. I'll take it. <laughs> and like, like I, did, I just like you know like that was literally what I said and they gave me an offer right. um and you know I I was I started there two weeks later um it was also a smaller company which you know so of course like larger companies yeah. are a little bit more they have a little bit more process than that but I also think it was like a a you know a sign of the times was there wasn't a ton of people that were doing analytics. I mean, there are like, obviously there are people who are, um, you know, well-known in the data science community that have been doing this for 20 years, but you know, the number of companies that have decided that analytics is important, that want to make it a focus, um, and stuff eight years ago, like there just wasn't as many people doing this as there are that are trying to get into it now. Right. All right. So, I mean, your, your career track, like I said, is really interesting to me. Um, so with all of your experience and successes, um, if you could give one piece of, of advice to the, the women out there that are looking at getting into data science, um, what, what would that main piece of advice be, do you think? So I'm actually writing a book with a friend, Mothers of Data Science. And so it's not out yet, um, but it's something that I've given a lot of thought to, right? And it's very different based on where you are. Like, I'm lucky to be in an area that is quite progressive. So a lot of the, like, bro culture, um, I haven't had to deal with as, you know, and I know it exists, right? Like, I know it exists. And as a data scientist, you're very often on, like, all male teams. Um, I mean, there have been like definitely things that I've had to deal with. And I, I think like the biggest thing that I'd want people to know is that, um, you know, if you just keep showing up and you just keep, you, you eventually become more confident. Like the number of the amount of time it takes you to write an email becomes shorter mm -hmm. and, and you get more confident in your code and you get, you know, you start to get confidence. And then, and then once you have that confidence, you can, you can sort of harness your voice, you know, like we talk a lot about women not having as much of a voice, but I feel like at this point in my career, I absolutely do have a voice and I use it and I'm vocal. And I think that, you know, not that everyone wants to get there. Not everybody is like as much of a extrovert as I am, but for the women who are just feeling the anxiety 
Um, I think it is, you know, different for a woman in industry than it is for a man. And I think that there's like some social constructs that, you know, lend and end up putting us in a position where we are more likely to feel that anxiety and, um, you know, stress about certain things, especially where you have to balance, um, being a mom and working and like the opinions of other people. Um, it's just that like my life has gotten easier as it has progressed. And like, I have a voice today and it's, and it's very, um, it's loud. And, um, I don't worry about, um, sort of like the repercussions either because I have options, you know? And so it's like, your first job out of school might suck. Um, and like, maybe they, you know, have a crazy dress code and things are like backwards. Um, but you know, if you get some experience, you can absolutely decide what your values are in terms of like the culture and everything moving forward. And like, you don't have to stay at the same job and they're build on it. Yeah, you can, you can absolutely build on it and, and you can get to a point where your life is very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, I, I would love to interview again, uh, maybe touch on some other topics in the future. But uh, for now, I just want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. It was a very interesting to hear your story. So um, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this episode. And I will see you for our next episode of Molecular Mom. Okay, thank you. Science education, fitness too. Molecular mom's got it all for you.